Welcome to Abuelas en Acción, a podcast for our common good. My name is Dr. Rosemary Celaya Alston, and I'm here today with my co-host, colleague, and friend, Marie Dahlstrom. It is our pleasure to be here today to talk about our vision for this new podcast. Abuelas en Acción is a podcast dedicated to action steps that we can all take for health equity, economic justice, climate change, and immigration justice. Abuelas en Acción are grandmothers who care about the future of our country. American democracy is under attack. Like many Americans, we do not pay much attention to the fragility of our democracy and believe that it would always hold strong. The presidential election in 2016 demonstrated that we were wrong. We now know that a democracy is only strong due to the active participation of all citizens. The next few years will determine whether we have a truly inclusive democratic America or something else, a continued descent into racist authoritarianism. Our democracy will thrive only if people all over the country understand the threats to it and how we can all be part of stepping up and saving it. We, the people, need to ensure that our government works for all Americans. Marie, what would you like to share with us in terms of your vision for Abuelas en Acción? Thank you, Rosemary. It is so exciting to be a part of this podcast, Abuelas en Acción. And it is my honor to be able to work with you, my dear friend and colleague from many years, where we have dedicated our, our lives, our careers to working towards social justice and to ensure that all community members have a voice and we strive for equity. This is a, a challenging time for our country and we in uh, our podcast will use the term democracy again and again. Our well-being as a country and as a global community is not sustainable if we continue uh, down the path that we're on. There are many walls that divide us. We see daily injustices. And uh, so in this podcast, we will have difficult discussions about the kind of society that we want to be and the kind of world we want to inhabit. The discussions that we're going to have are not going to be easy ones. Uh, we're not always going to be in agreement. But if we are unable as community members, as citizens, as people who live in the United States, if we're not able to talk about the issues that we're facing in our communities, in our country, if we're not able to do it in a civil and respectful way, then we will continue to uh, live in silos. We will continue to be a country that's very decisive. And what inspired us to form Abuelas en Acción was the need to do something and to not let 
fear to to not let um, uh, many any barriers stop us from speaking up um, and to speaking our truth. Uh, we we can learn from history and we can draw inspiration from the enduring legacy of those amazing people, men and women who have stood up in the face of injustice, often risking or sacrificing their very lives. And there are people that do it every single day. Their example invites all of us to wake up to take a stand, to make our voices heard. And that's what our goal is for Familias in Acción, Abuelas in Acción. Abuelas in Acción is our way of standing up to the face of injustice. You know, I uh, recently saw a wonderful bumper sticker that said, get involved. The world is run by those who show up. Well, we Abuelas are saying, we Latinos need to show up and to become involved in our communities because our voices matter and they make a difference. What we're going to do here in our podcast is we're going to have multi-generational discussions. We're bringing together we abuelas who are baby boomers with Latinx to identify what are the action steps for our common good and to educate ourselves about important issues related to health equity, economic well-being, climate change, and immigration justice. We will interview community members who are making a difference and will inspire all of us to become involved in our own communities to take those action steps toward change. And that excites me. So Rosemary, tell us, tell us your vision for Abuelas en Acción. I really see this as an opportunity to have a dialogue with the diversity of guests that we are going to be pro providing on this podcast with information in order to make us all, all feel and all know and all be well informed in the decisions and choices that we make. Our foundation is grounded in a really humanistic an empowering perspective that really incorporates compassion, empathy, thoughtfulness, and humility. As you shared, my, my friend, we are going to have difficult conversations that may at times be very challenging, but this should inspire all of us to be able to look at what we need to do instead of not doing anything at all. The importance in our lives for united we stand, divided we fall, critically underpins where we're headed and what the direction is at this time um, with our democracy. I'm looking forward to looking at different crossroads and how that connects to our lives and what these major issues that we are having as communities and as diverse communities inspire us to be able to look at what we're going to leave behind for our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. So I'm just, I'm just jazzed. I'm ready to hit this, this road and rock and roll, Marie. Marie, could you maybe shed some light in terms of what you feel 
the 2020 election, the most important election in our lifetime is going to be like, what are the important issues for Latinos in 2020? Well, first of all, Latinos need to vote. We are underrepresented in terms of um, voters at the polls. Uh, some of the demographics that are taking place um, include the following. Latinos are one of the youngest and fastest growing groups in the nation, with nearly 59 million in the U.S. 32 million Latinos will be eligible to vote across the country, making Latinos the second largest voting bloc in the country. We hear this a lot. This is going to be the year of the Latino voter. And I truly believe it. Here in Texas, where I live in San Antonio, we are seeing a community organizing. We are seeing Latino voter engagement happening in a way that we have not previously seen. And in fact, in 2018, Latinos voted in a non-election uh, non-presidential election year in the highest number ever. Uh, that is very exciting. And according to Voto Latino, 94% of young Latinx voters who voted in 2018 said they plan to vote in local and national elections moving forward. So we, uh, we, We've seen proof and we know now the impact of sitting out an election. We know now that we must all be involved. And so 2020 is the year uh, that we are going to see huge number of Latino voters. Um, we've seen that the current administration uh, and um, and others are uh, exploiting cultural anxieties and e economic insecurity uh, that's being felt by many, many people living in the United States. We've heard the term, the browning of uh, America. We know that Latinos and other people of color are growing at exponential rates. And this is instilling fear for many people, in particular those who uh, do not live in community with us. And so this has been used to, um, to send messages of fear, to um, focus on the war on immigration, and it's a weapon to divide our country. We cannot let that happen. We are a country that has uh, values and idea, ideals, a promise of liberty and justice for all. Now it's true, we have not always lived up to those ideals. And this current time in our country is one where, as Rosemary indicated, we are at a crossroads. Do we want to be a country of equity and inclusion, or do we want to be a country that lives in fear and uh, relies on authoritative leaders and, um, and is extremely divisive? Well, 
this is where we have an opportunity to make our voices heard. I think that we would all agree that we want well-paying jobs, we want affordable health insurance, safe neighborhoods, and we want our families to be healthy and thrive to their full potential. Our votes will ensure that our elected officials represent all of us and not just special interest groups and large corporations. When we don't vote, we allow a minority to make decisions that may not be reflective of all Americans and not be based on, on equity. We must register to vote. We must vote. And at the same time, we must become educated about the, the barriers that are existing. And this is the reality and what I look forward to here in our podcast, Abuelas en Acción, is to become educated about what are the barriers that have been erected, historically have been created to prevent people of color from voting. Voter suppression is real. We have the, the threat of undercounting with the census. We, um, we know that, uh, that there are uh, redistrict, there's redistrict, redistricting that will be happening and uh, gerrymandering. These are all important topics that I look forward to knowing more about as we interview experts here on Abuelas en Acción experts who can tell us and uh, what is happening, why is it happening, and what are action steps that we can take as community members. I think we really stand ready to assist here in a different kind of way. Instead of standing behind, walking side by side with our policymakers in fixing and looking at what strategies are those barriers that are broken for people to be healthy in this country. Ultimately, I think our country will be judged by how we treat the most vulnerable, the most vulnerable in our neighborhoods, the most vulnerable in our states. On March 17th, Arizona will have its primaries. It's a wonderful opportunity to be able to look at what next steps, what can we do to get people um, to vote, how can we help them get there? What do we need to provide them? Not all of us learn the same way. Many of us are visual learners. Many, many of us are auditory learners. And for a great portion of our generation, a lot of people tune into the radio. They tune into podcasts because they understand. They don't want to read more. They don't want to be lectured at. They want to hear. They want to be able to assimilate and decipher what it is they need to do in checking the boxes in voting. So I think it's a, you outlined this really well, Marie, in terms of what those potential barriers and issues are. And I, the other thing I think we're going to be sharing is what some of our barriers have been as, as women of color in terms of what we've had to work through what some of those challenges were, and what was helpful in the end. So I'm looking forward to this 2020 election with a, a bright spot in terms of we can make a difference. 
and we will. Rosemary, you bring up something very important and that will be an integral part of Abuelas en Acción. We will also talk about what it is like to be women, uh, women of color in all of our different roles. Uh, but what is critical for us and something that we don't spend enough time focusing on is taking care of ourselves as people and, and looking at our soul and our heart. And this is uh, uh, an amazing time because our country is living in such um, uh, a turbulent period. However, along with that, there's an opportunity for uh, self-reflection. Reflection as people, reflection as community, and reflection as country. So I'm excited to have these discussions from a, a Latina abuelita perspective and to have them across generations and to be focusing on hope and to be focusing on the potential and the, um, the opportunity that lies ahead for all of us. I totally on, am on the same base, Marie. I feel like we are guided by a, a different kind of spirit with our dialogue and our conversations in that we um, are not all we gonna, always going to agree but we can disagree respectfully with humility. Um, we're living in a place where many of us don't even know our, our own neighbors. We're, we're living among families with differences politically. We're living with siblings sometimes with differences politically as well. That doesn't mean that we can't live in the same world and look at some values that we share that are alike. And those are the types of guests and speakers and individuals that I am looking forward to being on here to help guide us in a way that will provide us more information in order to be able to be more informed. This is exciting. I, I certainly am looking forward to it. Well, let's talk about action steps. Let's do. You know, nothing has to be related to money. And I think a lot of times that can be a barrier where people can't go vote or there's difficulty in filling out um, the application to become a voter. I, I really think that there are a, amazing people in our communities that can help bridge that and can provide some just real um, simple to-do kinds of things, whether that's listening to city council uh, members describing where you can vote, having people come and help you fill out applications. There are simple, simple ways that we can get you or, or embrace you in terms of making your informed decision um, coming March 17th for the state of Arizona, which is where I'm from. Well, uh, you bring up a good point, and that is that each of us 
has barriers in one way or another in terms of how to find out voter information. So one step, uh, if in your community, wherever you live, go to your library, to your local library, go to the library and ask them for information. Who should you contact regarding your, um, your being able to register to vote? Many people may be too late to vote in the upcoming primaries. As Rosemary, you indicated, um, yours in Arizona is the 17th. And here in Texas, we're part of Super Tuesday, which is um, March 3rd. But uh, you want to make sure that you are registered for September, excuse me, for November, for our November uh, general election day. So go to the library. You can also call your county election office. Whatever county you live in, call your county office and ask for information. If you, um, if, if you or a family member is needing information in Spanish, you can also ask for that. In terms of the internet, an invaluable resource is that provided by the League of Women Voters. You can go to vote11.org and you can enter in uh, your address, um, city, state, and zip code. And you can find out if you are registered. You can then pull up a ballot for your, your particular area. So um, Voto Latino is another um, uh, resource. So what we will be continuing to do on Abuelas en Acción is sharing information and resources because it is through working together in collaboration that we can learn about what our resources in our communities and our state and our country so that we can all make sure that we are making our voices heard and voting. And if there are challenges where there may be a disability in, in some method of preventing you from um, going online or going to the library, here's the deal, we all got phones and so do our grandchildren. Ask your grandchildren to help you inspire them to look at this and have the conversation with them. As grandmothers, this, this ongoing dialogue is critical. Um, getting into the minds of who we are as people and the minds as our youth and the next generations to come. This is a wonderful opportunity to share our gifts. Our kids are very savvy in terms of technology, even more savvy than we are and they will help us. I know my parents are in their 80s and they text more than I do. Therefore, you know, there's opportunities here as communities to, to be able to give gifts, advocate, help you, and get you where you need to go in this 2020 election cycle. This is Marie and Dr. Rosemary. We are excited to have these dialogues with all of you. Look forward to the next time and our next guest. Tune in. Abuela San Acción. Gracias.